What's next? Welcome to another episode of What's Next. The purpose of this show is to talk about exactly that. What is next? What comes after? Tragedy, love, anxiety, risks? You fill in the blank. I will cover topics I've experienced. I'll have guests speak about their situations. And hopefully you as a listener will also send in your topic requests. And together we will find out what's next. Welcome to another podcast episode from What's Next. Uh, Before we start the show, I want to talk about or actually give props and shout out to a couple of individuals who are kind of behind the podcast, behind the scenes, helping me out, getting this launched and getting us started. And so by way of um, just kind of introducing these guys, uh, they may be helping more on some other avenues and some other things and projects going forward. Uh, But the artwork and album art and cover art so far that's been out there for What's Next, um, that was all done by Mr. Robert Ramirez. So shout out to him. Robert, thank you so much for putting the time and effort into doing that. Um, Really, really, really appreciate that. Um, Eddie Keys, uh, if y'all don't know him, phenomenal producer, does amazing work, amazing music, uh, talented, super talented individual. He's the one responsible for the intro of the show. So if you guys like that, give mad props over to Eddie Keys, uh, Keys of the Soul Producing, uh, fantastic, awesome stuff. Um, so, uh, without further ado, let's get started on the show. So some of the things that, uh, we want to talk about is kind of getting back to the, um, you know, we, what we talked about in episode three, um, which was, you know, continuing the worst day. And, uh, we kind of left off, you know, I talked about in the last episode, um, making it through things and talking about what I've been through and what I've made it past and, and, uh, where I'm at now and, and, uh, talking about the reasons why we started the podcast and, uh, we covered fear, anxiety, stress, hurt, regret, thoughts, um, and, and the pain of it all. We talked about, um, you know, the reasons behind things and, um, you know, what, why, um, the questions, um, you know, what, what, um, that we did that wasn't enough for that person to stay around or, um, you know, I just kind of talked about that and, <clears throat> kind of went over, you have to forgive me, I'm getting over a cold here, but uh, I wanted to make sure I did this podcast, and so uh, we're just going to push through. But uh talked about being strong through it all, and the, there's how there's those very distinct different perspectives, and um, the perspective talking about the perspective that I saw it from versus my middle uh, brother and my youngest brother, I'm the eldest of three, and all three of us have different perspectives, even though it was the same exact experience. And so we covered that. We covered how we all saw things from a different viewpoint, and, and we even do today. And so, you know, you know, talking about how um, the story of how things happened when I talked to a police officer, and then thinking about my father and everything he went through, how he was my hero, I looked up to him um, for everything, and how... You know, we talked about his bravery and all the things that he did. And, um, you know, I always had an answer for things and he taught me everything, how to do it. And 
Um, and then arriving to the point that this man that I thought, you know, wasn't afraid of anything and that could face anything and that would never back down to nothing and super strong uh, is faced with his greatest challenge. And that is uh, the morta uh, his mortality of his own life. And on April 19th of, tw of 2015, uh, he loses the battle. He loses the fight and he takes his life and and how <clears throat> that ultimately crushed the very uh, core, uh, crushed me to the core of thinking of uh, how this guy that I looked up to as the strength and and uh, just really, you know, the 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 one thing that you would never expect that would come from somebody that you looked up to in that way. And so I um, something I want to talk about before I dive back into that um, kind of where I was at. That's kind of where we'll take off from. Um, but something I want to talk about, I made mention in passing, and uh, I know that there are things that I might say that it's possible that uh, someone, you know, may hear it and may be like, well, I'm not sure, you know, why he said that, or, you know, or I feel this way based on that. So I just wanted to cover one thing that I said, and it was kind of in passing. But I talked about how uh, people would, um, you know, say, hey, I lost my dad, too. And then I would say that, you know, that they don't understand it. You know, they don't know. They don't understand the tragedy. They don't understand the situation and how it's not the same. <clears throat> but I wanted to make sure that I didn't pass over or overshadow the fact that a loss is a loss. And it doesn't matter if you lost somebody tragically instantly or they, you know, passed away at, at a ripe old age. I mean... Uh, loss is a loss, and 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 if you lost somebody that you love dearly, and uh, I was not, uh, I want to make sure that I, I I say that that I I do care, I do have a heart, and so my point wasn't to say that that didn't matter, but just that they're not the same um, in terms of the feeling. Um, but then again, how could I know? Because I uh, I would you would say, but then I I have lost, I've lost family in in natural way and and unnatural, and it it isn't the same. I can tell you that. But I just wanted to make sure that I kind of touched, brushed over that to say that I, my intention was not to um, to speak in, in comparison, but you kind of have to um, so that the point can kind of be made with where this is at and, and how uh, how hard it is. And so there's a, there's, a, there's a different contrast to when you when you lose someone in, in this way. Um I also talked about how, you know, my father's family, just all the tragedy that we had seen, you know, before him, he had lost two other brothers, or three actually, um, and his father, his father was actually murdered um, by his best friend, um, so uh, a lot of crazy things that um, happened in, in my own family um, that is just insane, really, uh, when you think about it. And the last thing we kind of covered was the questions that arise, um, which is the why. You know, why, 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 why? You can guess that all day till you're blue in the face, and that's the one thing that will drive you absolutely crazy, is the why. Um, the other one is, we talked about is, what did I do wrong? Because, again, it has to be something I did um, in order to have caused this. Um, and, uh, the other part is, you know, if I knew I could have stopped it uh, and all these things, I talked about how they serve self, right? Because it has to be something about me because it's the first person we go to, to blame, 
um, for things we we kind of self self destruct on our own selves, and so <clears throat> we kind of turn on ourselves, and that's where anxiety, a lot of anxiety, can come uh, come into play because now anything that you do, um, man, I wonder if that's why. I wonder if it, because I said those kind of things, and oh, maybe I shouldn't say that, and so then you begin to develop these habits of well, I need to watch that, and I need to not say that because that led up to that, and I don't want to do that again, and um, and you begin to cripple yourself, and so. And talk about question reality of it all, and and then talk about what happened, and you need to know step by step. And I can tell you, getting into now into this episode, um, that was crazy. Um, trying to find out all the details. So, a story has kind of been set. The pictures kind of been painted, and painted to tell the events that happened. Right, so we, we've kind of already, we know we're in the park. I remember when, you know, I, I was talking to, my mom had a friend there, and I guess who was a former, I, I don't remember if she was a former police officer or detective or uh, something of that sort, but I remember talking to her and her telling us, you know, there's these things happen and there's, you know, there's all these things and, and we need to figure out and and uh, I remember my mom talking about, you know, towards the end of the night, I don't know where I'm going to sleep, I don't know what I'm going to eat, I don't know. And so the 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 normal things of life that had to transpire, we begin to think about, you know, um, my dad took care of everything um, for my mom up to that point in her life. She, um, she hadn't worked a day in her life. He was in the military, served his country over 20 years um, in the military in in. And uh, my mom never had to worry about um, working a day in her life. And so, um, you know, money, all those things. And so after he had passed, you know, she just left the house. Um, so she had no wallet. She had no money. She had uh, nothing on her. And, of course, I don't believe that it was her that was asking for it. I think it was um, her friend, uh, the same person I was talking about. I was like, hey, you need to eat. You guys all need to eat. And, of course, none of us wanted to go eat um, <clears throat> during that time. I mean, when you receive news like that, it's, eating is the last thing on your mind. And I remember having to go back to the house and um, just the eeriness of, you know, and, and, of course, nobody wanted to go. My brothers didn't. My mom didn't. Um, and so here I am standing with this lady who I've really never met before in my life. And uh, she begins to tell me, Hey, I'll go with you. It's okay. I've seen a lot of crime scenes. No problem. Let's do this. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you've seen a lot of crime scenes. That's great. I've not seen any crime scenes, let alone something that... And this wasn't a crime scene, but she was just kind of trying to relay, uh, relate. And uh, so I was like, I haven't seen things. And what I had already seen earlier in the day was enough. Was enough. And so we get there and... She's kind of gracious. She says, let me go ahead and get out of the car. Let me go walk up. I'll inspect the house. I'll see what I can see. Let you know whether you should get off or not. Because obviously, you know, you, you've already had enough trauma for one day. And she gets off the car. She gets out. She goes to the front foyer area of the house, which is where things took place. And, uh, you know, basically the police did their thing. But really, they they throw down yellow tarps and that's all they do. And that's kind of how they left it. Um, you know, so 
nothing was really cleaned up from the house. Everything was kind of as it was. And, um, so, um, and for lack of getting into the story, um, it was, uh, with a firearm. Um, and we'll kind of leave it at that. So, um, I, uh, I then asked her, well, what, what do you, what am I supposed to do? And she told me, well, I'll go through the front door and I'll open the back, you know, so you can come in the back. So you don't have to, you don't have to see all of that. So I was pretty grateful, you know, to her that, you know, she helped out and uh, made it so that I didn't have to walk through that area. So I went into the house and walk inside and, you know, kind of found evidence of a few things. One of the first things was in the living room, sitting in the chair next to where my dad had been earlier in the day, was his favorite food. He had Rudy's, I think it was a, it's like a fish place that he loved. And so there's a plate of food um, that was half eaten. Um, so he was he was eating food. Um, he had his laptop off to the side, which was sitting on the the laptop. Um, a little, I think it's like a like a lap thing that kept you know your lap from getting hot, and it kind of like a spacer thing that he would use. And so that was sitting off to the side. So it was evident that you know he was there in the house, and he had you know, been on his laptop and watching TV and eating food. And so it occurred to me, the very first thought was, there's no way that, you know, this was something that, you know, he he wanted to do or was planning to do. Um, it's just one of those things that, that just happened. Or at least in my mind, I was telling myself that because he was eating. He was watching TV. He was browsing YouTube or something on his laptop. I... I don't know, but he was just carrying on like normal. I um, then went through the house, and in my mind, the only thing I'm there for is I'm trying to find, you know, my you know my father's wallet or my mom's purse. She had neither, or um, something to um, to take back so that she could have some money for the the day, so that she could get some food and clothing and whatnot. So I'm, you know, I'm going through things, and I'm you know trying to find um, bins for her clothes and. Um, to put him in to take out of the house and of course you know we'd asked her do you plan to sleep here tonight and of course she was like no I don't want to sleep at the house I don't want to go back there um so you know we we go in and I start you know going through my father's things and seeing all this stuff that was his and thinking like all his clothes are here and his shoes are in this room and there's his bed and there's his chair and there's his uh, his favorite football pillow, and there's his Dallas Cowboys throw blanket that Ashley had made him, and there's this, the gifts that the kid had given him, and there's the Father's Day gift that I gave him last year, and there's the birthday gift that I gave him the, the six months ago, and all these things I begin to see, and all these thoughts come rolling in, and I'm like, well, what good was any of that? Because now he's gone. And so again, the the mind, how the mind starts to get you, and I remember, I remember walking through the house and just, just looking at at all this stuff and then I remember going to find a safe. My mom says he has a safe and you know the safe I think has money in it and it has stuff in it and so um we really need to get into the safe and of course I I had no way of getting into that and so I carried that heavy safe back to my brothers who ultimately <laughs> were able to find a way to get in. They basically bashed it in until the doors broke open and um were able to get what little bit my father had had in there since 
none of us knew the combination to it, obviously. Um, and so, you know, that this is kind of just the things that I, I remember. And so we were going through the house, and we went through, and we collected the belongings, collected the things, and we loaded them up in the car. Um, and then we get back to the park, and I remember calling my boss, and I have no idea what I told her. I just remember saying something like, hey, my father passed away, but, um, I mean, I'm getting things situated and figured out. This was, it was a Sunday afternoon, and I remember telling her, um, and I'll be back tomorrow, and we'll get it figured out, and then I'll figure out what days I need to take off for the funeral, um, so I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. And that's how messed up my mind was, and of course my boss tells me, told me later that she knew when I was telling her, she's like, hey, you're not going to be back tomorrow. Um, so I, I had a good boss that had the uh, wherewithal to realize that I had no idea what in the world I was even saying. I was just calling to let her know that I wouldn't be at work. Um, but somehow by saying that I would, shouldn't make no sense. So, so I remember that, and I remember the police officers just sticking around. I rem they were uh, they were great. They they stuck around there and they said, we just want to make sure that your family's okay. We want to make sure that you're safe. We want to make sure that you, you guys are going to be all right and that uh, you you have somewhere to go and you, you guys are going to be okay together. And and um, so um, they stuck around for quite quite a while on this. Uh, I believe this was the Civil War shirts. No, wait a minute. May may not be right. I'm trying. Maybe it was the Shirts Police or the Civil Law Police or Live Oak. Man, I can't. Actually, I don't even know. I know it wasn't San Antonio. It was one of those. It was right there off 1604 area. But I, all I remember is the police that did come out were exceptional. Um, and uh, again, I I don't remember a lot of those other details, obviously because of the, the events of the day. But we. Um, <clears throat> We did uh, talk to them, and you know they said try to give advice that you know in these situations it could have been worse, and you know there could be more loss that could have happened, and there could be you know other things that that could have happened, and so just be grateful and be glad that uh, you know that it wasn't worse, and so they were um, they they did all they can, and they were they were very caring and very respectful, and so uh, so that was that was a great thing that I do remember from the day. One of the next things I remember is after the police officers finally left, uh, it was just my brothers, uh, myself, my mother, and uh, of course our wives. And it was just us. We were just we were just there, and we didn't know what we were supposed to do. And of course, I was like, I've got to go. I've got to go get my kids. I got to go pick them up. And try to figure this out, and so I think at that point my uh, my mother had decided to go with my brother Jared to his house, and I think Stephen had went home, and I went and got my kids and went home. And the question that had hit me right then and there is, what do I tell the kids? What do, what do I tell them? You know, it's it's Nora's birthday; she just turned four. What do I tell her? What do, what do I say? And so we left, and I talked it over with Ashley, and I was 
It's just like, you know, I I don't feel like we should tell them anything today. I feel like we should just let this day be a, you know, let this be a good day for them and, and we'll figure it out later. And and I think, I think we actually waited a couple of days to let them know um, just because it was so hard, you know, having a four-year-old and a six-year-old that were just infatuated with their grandfather. They loved him so much, and of course he loved them. And, um, and, and to this day, actually, even right now, um, you know, Nora, my daughter, is, you know, talks about how every night lately, and I think I may have mentioned this in the last episode, and if not, I'll mention it now or again, but she's been talking about lately how much she misses her grandfather and how sad she is. And she's listening to music that he favored, um, you know, and uh, just things that would remind her of him. And just talking about, you know, uh, why does my birthday have to be so sad? And why does it have to be such a sad day? And why does it why does it just have to be just all sadness around my birthday? And I'm going to be eight and I don't want it to be sad. And I want to be happy and I want my birthday to be happy and and so we we tell her, you know, it's it's okay, you know, it's it may have been a sad thing that happened on this day, but you know, you're here and we're happy you're here and we love you and um and my sister in law um actually the other day um had made a statement and uh I thought it was uh I thought it was actually I think it was actually pretty insightful, um in what she had said and uh, it may have been something that you know, she just thought of, and maybe something somebody told her, or just something that God told her, or what, or again, maybe she just thought of it, but she said this, she said, tell her that God, in his amazing awesomeness, knew that we would need some sunshine on such a terrible day, so he didn't make her day sad, he used her to make out, make out the sad day, or make our sad day a little brighter. And so I think what she was saying is that God in his infinite wisdom obviously knew that we were going to have this day and we were going to have this heartache. And so before we did, he gave us an aura. He gave us an aura so that we could have a bright little sunshine to brighten our day, to give us joy on that day. You know, I'd never really thought about it that way. Um, but when she put it down and I was reading it, I was like, wow, I'm, I never thought about that. And how good God is that he, he knew that. And so that day that is is the hardest and the worst days, I keep uh, describing it, it's also one of the best days of my life. It is the day that I God gave me my little girl. And it's the day that, and uh, if you know me, you know that that little girl is, is the very joy of my heart. She is, uh, I love her. I love her so much. And um, she brings so much happiness to me and, and, uh, and so the fact that God would know to send me that that little bundle of joy, even though most of you, if you know her, she's a terror, but she's my joy. And uh, and uh, so to think that the Lord knew that, and so He sent, uh, He let us have uh, uh, this beautiful, beautiful little girl um, to brighten a day that's uh, one of the hardest and one of the worst. Um, that he that he would do that in his infinite wisdom and so I am grateful to the Lord for that and I thought that was really neat um of my sister-in-law to share that and so um that was pretty awesome um so you know just in talking about it, I remember us just being there and 
you know, sitting around and we begin to tell stories about dad and begin to tell stories about things. And then in the middle of it, one of us would just be sitting there in silence and we'd be like, but why? And we would just keep, keep getting hung up on it. And then we'd be like, okay. And all of us, I think are very similar in this. And we begin to, to do the, uh, the analyticals, the analytics of, uh, you know, okay, I need to know, you know, what happened and, and how many times did he fire a shot and where did he fire it and uh, was it instant or did he have any pain or did he, you know, what, what transpired and um, I remember us just going back and forth and, um, but we did, we did, as I talked about, we did go home and we went our separate ways and I think the belief from the next day on, we went to my brother's house, I think we got clothes, we had everything that we needed and all of us, our entire family, went and camped out at Jared's house. And we, we lived with my brother Jared for about two two to two and a half weeks, somewhere in there. We were there for for a long time. And I remember the next day having to um, get on the phone and uh, make funeral arrangements and talk to my dad's boss. And I recall him saying, you know, he's not coming in today. And him saying, okay, well, and I hope he feels better. And uh, the response to that was like, well, he's not ever coming back, sir. You know, it's, uh, he's no longer with us. And and just having to say those words out of my mouth and and uh, the horror of that and going through his financial accounts and trying to set up everything and then trying to take care of my mom and make sure she had what she needed and, you know, then calling and making funeral arrangements and setting it up so we could go to the funeral home and take care of that and I remember just about to be out of my mind about to lose it because I you know like I said I'm the oldest brother so I was trying to handle everything and my brothers you know I look inside and they're a wreck they're a mess they're crying non-stop they're mourning they're bawling there and I'm trying to just hold it together and be strong um but I kind of felt a little bit alone at that moment I, I you know I didn't I didn't really have um, someone to lean on. I did have my wife, and so I don't want to say that, that I didn't have, but what I mean is, like, I didn't want to let my guard down. It wasn't that she wasn't there for me, but I just felt like I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't let my guard down, and I couldn't lean on someone and cry. I had to be strong. And I remember it was about that moment that my cousin April shows up. <laughs> I'll never forget her for this, and I will always be grateful to her and appreciative of all that she did um, for my family, for myself, for my brothers, um, during that time, she was halfway across the world, uh, I think she was in Japan at the time, or, I don't know, I know she was far away, overseas, she's in the military, and so I don't remember exactly where it was at the time, she's been to a lot of places, a lot of training, a lot of special things that she's been a part of, but she hopped on a plane, and got back to your home to Texas as soon as she could and she um she shows up and basically from that moment it was like just so much relief um that I had to know that my my oldest cousin was there and that she was going to be there to be that strength that I needed to make it through the ne- the next events that were coming um that went on with this day there were things that I never would have even thought of um, to prepare my heart or my mind for or to prepare 
my brother's four, and she sat us down. She's like, hey, you know, you guys need to prepare for this. Your your mom's going to do this or go through this, and you guys need to be prepared for that. And, you know, for the funeral, we're going to need to deal with this. And, of course, he was military, and she's like, so we need to go, and we need to get, we need to get all his stuff. She took us to, everywhere we needed to go. She took us to military clothing to get his uniform, um, ribbons and pieces and things that he needed, and everywhere and everything that we needed to do she was there with us for every step of it to take care of everything that we needed to do um she was there 100 percent the whole way and uh there's no way there's no way that we would have made it through that without her so april i am forever grateful and i love you very much for listening to this um we couldn't have we couldn't have made that we wouldn't have made it through that without you so I, again, just want to say how much I appreciate it. For those of you listening, the rest of the listeners, I do want to say that I'm going to try to close out this episode now. Um, so I've already been talking for quite a while. Um, I just wanted to make sure I got an episode, at least one out a week. Um, so this is uh, that one, next week episode. Um, trying to do all this through a cold. And so hopefully you guys are able to understand everything that I had to say here. Um, you guys stick with the podcast. Um, we're going to finish out the worst day scenario, uh, series scenario. We'll finish out the worst day series, um, here on a few more episodes. So we're going to start talking about it. The music will be cued here in just a second. Um, so more is going to be coming up in the future episodes. So again, stick around, follow us on the podcast. Um, we are available on all platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple and anywhere else that you can basically that you can hear podcasts. We're on there. So follow us. Check us out. Um, support. You can send us emails if there's things that you want to talk about or questions that you have or a topic that you want to visit. We'll, we'll look into that going into the future. So we're going to start talking about the what's next of this story soon. So stick around.